Hello, lovely listeners, and thank you for being so patient. I've taken a few minutes to get this up, the second half of our incredibly fun conversation that we had over cocktails about the Love Witch, and uh, I got walking pneumonia, and I've been very sick, so I have not had the physical capacity to really come in here and dive deep into making sure that it was edited. But we had a lot of fun, and we hope that you love it just as much as we did. So here's part two. Welcome to Moon Chasers Podcast, where three generations of witches compare their unique journeys with the craft, sharing their irreverent takes on things like daily practices, ethics, and current events, and the ridiculous way witches are portrayed in pop culture. Pour yourself a spot of tea or some other magical libation as they and their guests discuss tarot, astrology, feminism, and all things witchy, sometimes with wine. turquoise eyeshadow because of my eyes yes. because the, the brown, the brown almost black yes. eyes yes right, right, right. <laughs> but i was when i was looking through reviews there was like a, a love witch makeup tutorial I was yes like, oh, fuck yeah so i was watching that and found one of my new favorite makeup um ladies she her name was we're, we're like pin up something pin up we'll put uh, it in the notes yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'll find it but oh my god but so good Anyway, so, so back to, I keep going, back to but the thing with I was saying with Birds of Prey is that when it it's not mindlessly violent if it's cerebral because if you have to think about an underlying theme of a movie, it's not mindless. So right. what and and or there's a romantic and as much as I love Kill Bill, a lot of mindlessly violent movies that are marketed towards women mm-hmm. have an underlying theme of motherhood. And you know what? Yes. That's fine. Yes, that's but that's fine. so. But, but that's not, not almost every violent movie, though. True, but not it, everybody. There, wants that. there's either uh, someone lost a that. child, yeah. and it's not always just a woman. It's yeah, also yeah. men too. Like yeah. they oh, lost a child. Someone citizen. killed their mother or father, yeah. or their or the, yes. yes. Uh, I was watching that all day today. Oh John Wick was all, yes. and all I can say is it still never, makes me so mad that I've they call him Baba Yaga the, the whole time, and they keep saying that he, that's the boogeyman. I'm like, that is not the boogeyman. <laughs> she call a witch what she is. Like you know, I, you Yaga, her. Like it's, you. Yeah, I I can't. Like, little side note, I will never be able to watch any more John Wick. My ex, who I was actually, that's who I was referencing when I sat down in a bathtub for yes. two hours and watched mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. He tricked me into watching John Wick. Oh, I love it. And the movie. thing about it is, you, I don't like it when babies or small animals die in movies. Yes. It's yes. not Shay rated. Oh, you guys oh, know this about me. I will tell I, you, Nova like, did not like when that puppy got killed either no. because she, like, turned around because and was, like, looking at this, like, what's I, happening? What I, is happening? There's, a, like, somebody's, like, crying. I wasn't <laughs> prepared for it, and I... Uh, <laughs> He didn't warn me that that was going to happen, um, and it really messed me up for the whole movie. I could barely focus on the rest yes. of the movie. And if if you're with somebody 
like friend or partner and you know that they can't handle certain things in movies, warn a bitch. Right. Because yes. that's just fucking yes. polite. Like the horse is gonna die. Yeah. You know? Like, Tango and chain. Try you. Horses are yes. dogs oh, and yes. I'm done. Yeah. So I, I as a rule, I will not watch any movie that has like a dog's name in the title or has the oh, word no. dog in the title. Because that means something like, gonna they happen. never live through the movie. There's another thing too. Like you... the fox and the hound. Yeah. <laughs> like like I think we were all traumatized. That's why we See, don't watch movies like that anymore. If you've got a friend who in the past has been okay with things, they may not necessarily be okay with it the next time, especially if yeah. they're working yeah. on their feelings. Yeah. Yes. But yes. anyway, sorry. Okay. So, so, okay. Violent movies. So, so but, uh, well, give me another to, example but, but, besides Kill Bill of uh, Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright is a lovely <gasps> mind. Oh it's my a, God, now, yes. here's the thing. I hate the person that made Mr. Wright because it was yes. Max Landis and he's a bad person. But the movie itself. That was Bill Pullman, it, Ellen DeGeneres. No, movie. no, that's Mr. That? Wrong. That's okay. A bad movie. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Oh my God, I've Miss, never seen this. No one has what's his name that played Sam Rockwell. Um, Sam Rockwell, yes. Sam has, Rockwell. I do love him. It has Sam Rockwell, uh, Anna Kendrick, and funny enough, for my Crossroads Britney Spears film lovers, Anson Mount's in it. Um, Y'all remember who so Anson Mount is? Tim Roth, uh, yeah. Tim Roth is also in it. Who is not okay. good in the movie. Tim, Tim Roth, Roth is, is not good in the movie. He's rarely a good person. No, but no, I mean, never I mean, a good person, but he's a good actor. I'm, he's, yes, but he forgot to bring his good acting bones oh, to this. Because no. he did not do well in that movie. They, he didn't, they didn't need him to. They didn't. He, his character wasn't needed, but it's yeah. fine. All it's, right, so Anson Mount, like, but, Hell on Wheels was one of my favorite thing he's in it, I actually really like Anson Mount in this movie yes. because he's a mob boss or like an organized who's trying very hard to work on his anger issues yes. and every time he's like he's like breaking glass and he's like okay one two three four five six seven eight nine ten I apologize for losing my temper and it's and it's cute because even though it's made by a man and it's very violent you can tell it's very much tailored to the female gaze mm-hmm. uh, mainly because Sam Rockwell is so goddamn he's cute in it so adorable I love Sam Rockwell he is my huge he Hollywood so crush great. he's Bob like Fosse. he's oh. like a little you want to put him in your pocket. And he's like, such a good dancer. And he's just so sweet and cute in the movie. And it's a it's a mindlessly violent movie that is tailored for women. Even if yes. Max Landis made it and he's a piece of shit and so is his dad. Landis shouldn't be allowed to And Hollywood your anymore. father. And your father. But, was um, John Landis' dad? John, John Landis is Max Landis' father. And he's the one that is the responsible for the deaths of two indigenous children. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole other story. Okay, yeah, but, no, um, I'll look it up on my own. But no, he's the Landis' should not be allowed in Hollywood anymore. <clears throat> um and Lots to this day, he refuses to take um, responsibility for it. If, I don't know if he's dead or not. But uh, up until his death, he never took responsibility for the deaths, <laughs> deaths of Vic Morrow and two until indigenous children in Vietnam. Anyway. Um, wow. One of the reasons why I can't watch um, the Twilight Zone movie. But uh, anyway, the problem, but going back to Love Witch, she is not a perfect... We want good feminist and women rep- representation in movies. And I apologize, I've had three drinks, so I'm going to try really hard. I rehearsed <laughs> this in the car. It's all good, it's all good. So Elaine Parks, she is a woman who understands the basics of witchcraft because it's literally the only thing she has. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of a scene where she has like the flying ointment lotion, yes, yes. which I think is like LSD infused lotion, because because she's well, rubbing. Well, that's what it's... the original flying ointment. Oh, lo- okay. Was and that's and what was rubbed on the brooms, which is why women it. were seen as 
flying on brooms. Yes. Wow. yes. But hallucinogenic she's, herbs. Yes, yes. Hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic herbs. I love. I really love doing. Trying to do her voice, even though I fail at it every I'm time. Gonna, it's I'm getting gonna, funnier. I'm gonna <laughs> get drunker. I just love it. I'm gonna straddle this slathered up broom and go to the moon. Like I know, right? Wow. It's this buttery broom. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's the name of our witch uh, bar. Whenever we open one, the, the buttery, buttery broom. broom. Yes. <laughs> And Fuller will make all the drinks. Uh, and they come on in. And oh my God! <laughs> they are just doing shots over there at this point. So. They're just laughing at us. But there's little guys like us. But when she's doing her um, her ointment, little, so yeah. it looks like it's because the thing about it is she rubs it on her legs, and then she lays on on the bed. And even though she's and not, hears her father telling her yeah, she's and, bad. And even though she's not touching herself, you can tell that this is supposed to be a masturbatory scene because mm. she's the way she's writhing. Mm-hmm. And like the LSD plus the fact that she's probably masturbating. And she masturbates. I've said masturbate so many times <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah. It's lost all meaning now. <laughs> Fuller gave me alcohol. It's his fault. Um, but... You did consent to this episode. I did. No, yes. I'm, I'm just being a dick. Um, but anyway... She, the the problem is, is that she's so warped. She has a lot of feminine rage, and we don't get to see it until the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And fem, feminine rage, and one of the things that I, I didn't make plain when I was writing about Birds of Prey is that a lot of men, a lot of masculine presenting people, Mainly cis men, but like I'll I'll open it to all man, manly men. Um, they don't always. Some of them do, but not a lot. As a whole, they don't always understand the level of feminine rage that we hold in us at all times. Yes. And how much we have been quelling it for centuries. Yes. And Elaine, as a trauma response and as a defense mechanism to take care of her own self, Mm -hmm. she quelled that feminine rage with internalized misogyny. And that's one of the reasons why when she's pleasuring herself, she can't pleasure herself unless she's thinking about awful things that men have said to her. First we get her husband, who her husband makes me very mad because you get the voiceover. I feel really bad for this actor because we only see his face when he's dying. Oh, and he's And then we a... hear his voice. No, they showed, they showed like some pictures of when they've met and like When they're like that. riding a horse yes, together. Or something. Yes, But uh, he was a very, I mean, I'd bang him. I don't know. But uh, uh, I think all of like. All of them are very interesting. All of them are very chiseled in very interesting yeah. ways. They're all very I can't describe their faces as anything other than chiseled. 70s British casting. Yes, mm. very much. The yes. only one that very I pale. actually found attractive was the guy with the beard, because beards yeah. are my thing. He but was he very was, cute. He was just so... He's the yeah, but then when he started turning He's into a big baby, but yeah, then, but like, then Richard, like, oh, and I don't want to have to take care of you. And Richard didn't have eyebrows. And no offense to anybody that doesn't have <laughs> eyebrows, but I come from an Italian family and we speak in eyebrows. <laughs> That's all we have. We don't have any other facial. We just have eyebrows. I don't know how to speak to you if you're not I don't speaking have, with your eyebrows. Speak with your eyebrows or your hands. All yes. we have are eyebrows and hands. Yeah. <laughs> but she has so much feminine rage that is internal, that is, that she... Because if she lets the feminine rage out, we see what happens when she lets the feminine rage out. She actually hurts somebody. And it's not one of those like, oh, I gave him some hallucinogenic herbs and he got really sick. Or, oh, he just loved me too much and then ended up unaliving himself. No, but I do want to talk about like what happened at the very end. Because how do we, what did that switch mean? How how did that happen? That's her letting her feminine rage 
out. And I think she understood on some level. She knew. She was like, once this comes out, I'm actually going to hurt somebody. So I'm going to temper it with this internalized misogyny where I automatically see women as competition, except Barbara, because I don't want to fuck her man because he's a Gerald Gardner stand-in, <laughs> and Gerald Gardner can eat my ass. Anyway. No, he's not. No, no he would want to, but you're not allowed to. Yeah. No, not allowed. no and, I was, a, and I just want to be very clear. I have nothing against Gardnerian people who practice Gardnerian just Wicca. Just Gardner himself. I just have issues with Gardner. Um, but because there's a lot of, you know, I, I, I'm dedicated to a lot of misogyny in, in in witchcraft and magic. Well, I'm dedicated to Aradia and Aradia had a big play in uh, Gardnerian witchcraft. So it's, I can't, you know, I can't, it's, it's hard to separate the two sometimes. Um, back to that last scene though, like the, the the thing with Griff. So is that because, because how it, how it occurred to me was that like, she Ooh. was able to control every other man and turn them into a sniveling little pussy that she didn't want to deal with. Griff was like, <gasps> his whole inner monologue about, like, Ooh, you but can't... It's, it's also, like, you have to look at yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I feel like when she realized, like, when he gave her that she can't play him. look yeah. when well, he was sitting on the bed, and she was just like, no, well, it's over. Well, yeah. uh, a little bit. But, my, again, this is just my analysis. So... She going back to like the masturbation scene. She's literally fantasizing. She can't arrive unless she's fantasizing about the very passive aggressive. And I don't know if you could. I guess you could turn them emotionally abusive. Yeah, ways absolutely. Her, yeah, her absolutely. Husband, yeah. Her the way her husband because he was constantly um, like you need criticizing to brush your hair, you criticizing need to her from everything for her. Um, womanly duties to the way she looked, and then it's implied that she le- he left her, ended up leaving her for another woman. So it didn't matter. And even though you can tell later on because of another voiceover that she did try to fix herself, mm-hmm. like she lost all this weight and she did try to. She's to, like your body's so hot. Yeah, now. Gotcha. and but the, she did try to like fix herself according to his criticisms. And he still ended up leaving her. And then it changes to her dad, who was constantly criticizing her for being stupid, crazy, mm-hmm. criticized her body. And then, after being verbally abused by her father, emotionally abused, and then emotionally neglected, and then abandoned by her husband, where does she turn to? She turned, like many people who are leaving traumatic situations, she turns to religion, which is Gayan and Barbara's coven. Mm-hmm. And then Gayan takes advantage of her during her initiation. Now, the problem is, is that, oh, she knew what was going to entail the initiation. No, she didn't, because she was perfectly calm during, like, the normal parts of the initiation, like the perfect love, perfect trust It was thing. when they did the, like, dagger it's and what, the chalice. But then she's like, wait, this is getting real, and the way her face looks and the way the noises that she's making when he's doing... He based he forces mm-hmm. himself on her unconsensually. She is not... It seems like she... What we take as, away from that as the audience is that she was not given informed consent of what an initiation into this coven actually means. Mm-hmm. And that traumatizes her. And that's why she is very cold to Gayen every time he approaches her. And even then he still tries to but sexually assault her because he like, is grabbing her during a party. She's still indoctrinated by him though. He's, right. She's still indoctrinated because, again, I think on some level, and it's weird watching the whole scene where they're trying to explain what sex and love magic is to the two twins who, right. when they're doing their little so burlesque act, I feel, I feel so called out when they're doing their burlesque act because I'm like, that's something I would do. I would do the weird shit. But, <laughs> but I would, I'm more star and moon rather than April showers. But the problem is, is that she, <clears throat> she has been victimized 
by three men in her life that she has given her perfect love and perfect trust to, not just to Gayen with the perfect love, perfect trust, Gardnerian Wicca sensibility. But husband and father. Husband and yes. father. Of course, your father, your, and your, your parent, regardless of what kind of family structure you have, your parent is the first person you give your perfect love and perfect trust to. Right. And if they disrespect that and then your husband another person that should give you perfect love and perfect love and then well i mean that just sets the, that sets the tone for the rest of your life right yes if you don't if you don't if you don't address and, those issues then the other things that you go after and the other relationships that you have are all tainted by that first person yes yeah and so in some way i see so it makes sense that she would think and, and that far back you know in that moment and in many ways she's kind of like a venus flytrap and i don't mean that in a sexy way um, no she is that, and that's that's her whole demeanor the way she like looks the only she way. doesn't like she doesn't understand why she's getting the results that she does well because she thinks she like probably because of the, again the three men in her life who should have been there to protect her mm -hmm. and who should have been there to emotionally support her this woman throughout this entire movie has not received any emotional support except maybe from Barbara from anyone including yeah. Trish because here's the thing even no, though Trish was not supportive even though we all agree with Trish she did, we can all agree as you know thinking people who've been to therapy she did not approach that correctly no. she's like you've been brainwashed not like you want to talk about why you feel that way? Yeah. Like, it's right. very judgy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she literally just met this woman and she probably doesn't want to like get too close. But like, you know, it's a movie, right? But it's like, you don't, obviously this woman is coming from trauma. She's mm -hmm. not just, I mean, yeah, well, she might have a big pink fluffy hat, but floppy hat. So, floppy so in hat. that, in that conversation though, she says one thing that to me kind of, taints the whole rest of the movie. Which one? Trisha or uh, 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 Elaine? Elaine. When she says that she's addicted to love. Mm -hmm. And as someone who has dealt with love addiction and who has dealt with, with partners who have love addiction, then that to me, like th that, that tells you all you need to know about her judgment around the things that she's doing magically. Because it's not, it's, it's not to feed her desire to be loved Mm -hmm. it's to feed her addiction. Mm -hmm. And so every conquest is feeding the addiction part of it. That is, okay. that, that could very well maybe on a rebuttal of that, even though I do, yes, yeah, she, she admits that she's addicted to love, but yes. we've already established that she's an unreliable narrator. Sure. It's hard to be addicted to something that you've literally been deprived of your entire life. Right. She's never actually had She's love. addicted to the pursuit of it. She, she's addicted to right. the pursuit of it. She right. likes the chase of it. She's, yeah. I mean, we always, I always, or, that, or the initial feeling, the initial feeling, which that's what happens with love addiction most of the time is that like you want that feeling and you want that initial like dopamine yes. endorphin and rush that it, you get. Yeah. And then when you but get then it, you get to the real stuff, it's yeah. not real. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the perceived romantic notion of what love is mm -hmm. versus what it actually is. Right. right? Which yeah. is like, you know, holding someone's head while they're throwing up or, you know, taking the, mm -hmm. like, you know, being there when they're, when they're on the bathroom floor contemplating yes. bad things or like, when they're calling your name from the other room over and over again you know it's like, yeah. i'm right here baby no you're not you're over there but, um so the thing about it is is that again we are viewing this movie from her from her lens sure. mm -hmm. she sees the world as bright and pretty and fluffy because that's what she wants it to be because there is to. like a stepford wife mentality there. right right she sorry 
Because she's always disappointed when she thinks she's, when she gets what she thinks. She, she's she disappointed, wants. but the thing about it is, she's any bad feeling like she because she has a lot of rage mm-hmm. and she also has a lot of resentment. That whole "what a pussy," "what a baby," nobody ever held me while I cried. No one. Mm-hmm. My accent has changed for her so many times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that one was actually really spot yeah. on. But it's like "what a baby." That's there's so much resentment in that mm-hmm. because but here's the thing there's also a but lot she, of narcissism in that yes but but she also <laughs> but she also has to like and a lack of compassion and empathy like well it's because you again it's it's hard to give it's it's hard to mm-hmm. give what you were never given and she no person in this entire film has given her any level of emotional support mm. Barbara is the closest thing but Barbara. Barbara is the wife of her abuser. Like, mm. she can only give so much. Mm-hmm. And Elaine will only trust her so much. Because she was complicit right. in everything else. Because yeah. she kind yeah. of is. Like, I love Barbara for what she represents in the movie, but she's complicit in Elaine's yeah. molestation. Right. And so she... Because what is what is Wayne Peter Wayne Peters? What's waning Peters? Waning Peters. Waning penis. What does waning penis do? Because <laughs> when they're done making love in the holographic, <laughs> in the holographic uh, fever dream that is love making in this movie. They have like Technicolor dream coat. Yes. Like, oh, yes. I light <laughs> all my clothes. I wore my coat. I <laughs> with golden lining. <laughs> I'm a bad Catholic. But, um, <laughs> But, but she, the thing about it is, is that he immediately turns over. Like, nothing in this movie is an accident. Everything in this movie is very deliberate. Mm-hmm. And it took me watching this movie 20 times. I've seen this movie so many times to really understand the deliberation in every movement, in everything that happens. He turns over. Now, when I, when I, I have banged my share of men. Mm-hmm. When the banging is done, we usually hold mm-hmm. each other because even if we're not like that into each other, this is going to sound weird. It's like a social contract. Yeah. You know, you hold each other. You just... To not be a dick. You just did yeah. something very physically vulnerable with mm-hmm. another person. You hold each other. Mm-hmm. And that's not everyone's experience. And I'm not trying to say that that's normal. I'm saying like that's kind of part of the social contract is that you... You hold each other as a way of ma- making sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. You at least he turns you. around and lets her hold him mm-hmm. and gives absolutely nothing to her. And she's just sitting there going, yes, baby. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. her eyes are dead because oh, she's done this has, a million times. That's so sad. I and then, and, then, so and sad. then even though he seems like a pretty decent person, then he's all like, all the women I'm attracted to are never smart. They're dumb bitches. Oh, that that's was the thing. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. And the ones who are smart, they're, they're ugly. just ugly. not arousing. Yeah, they're they're fugly. And it's like, yeah. and like her blanks. And she's like, oh, that baby, sounds like so quite. A pr- and then what makes but me see s- to me what would be great is if she was like, okay, like well, rolling she, yeah, the she eyes kind of, and like, that's yes. what the what a pussy and like, thing is for. What an yeah. idiot. Well, I'm going to kill him. I mean, like that does. to me, it's like, she, I'm going to kill him for all the smart women who aren't attractive enough. Like, so, that's what I want to So, like, would you like this movie? Does that with, like, she turns into, like, the dead shark eyes. Yes. But she was already the dead shark eyes before he started saying that. That was my thing. Like, to me, if, if she, to me, if she showed any semblance of humanity before he said that, and then all of a sudden she was like, really? And you saw this, that shift, but I, then I would I would be all in with her. But yeah. I'm like, no, she's maybe, been dead shark eyes since she looked at him maybe across the may, park. Maybe it's because I've seen this so many I times. I can kind of tell 
the way the actress does change subtly just because I've seen it mm-hmm. so many times. But what I love is that she literally chokes him to go to sleep. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were watching it. I was like, wait, <laughs> is choking. she choking him out? Yes. <laughs> here's, here's one of the most interesting things for me, is that, like, she consistently, and if addiction is in fact what we're looking at with her, she keeps going into these relationships with the same pattern and the same intention. Yes. Without realizing that so much of it is predatory. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that is what she's been instructed. Because because predation is love to her. Exactly. Right. So when well, the whole thing is the love to her is is she doesn't know what it is. She well, it's. Yes, it's it's not based on anything rooted in reality. It's based on either social Fantasy. construct uh, or, or aesthetics or, aesthetics or uh, manipulation. Yeah. Like, yeah. All, like none of it's based on actual human connection with another human that you are vulnerable and authentic and all of these things with another. But well, at any time, a man is vulnerable with him. She's like, fuck him. Yeah. Well, the, like I need somebody who's cold and like basically imperfect. What she needs is a fucking Dom. What she, and she doesn't get one. No, but she you know, gets grip. Who, yes. Who's like, he's just, his internal monologue during the whole Renaissance fair when she's like, he's just, I a, just love his little quirks and I love all the minute details of his personality. And he's like, I don't give two shits about this. Yeah. Bro. I don't like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Never, but never, and that's the thing never is, be is she really like so many of us, in our lives, at one point or the other, if any of us have dealt with trauma or dealt with, like, you know, some sort of abuse, that looking for the man who really doesn't give a shit because we're going to be the one to turn his heart around. Absolutely. Like, well, you know. Well, I'm going to save him. Yes. I, I think I'm going to tra- fix him. Yes. I think what they're trying to do, which I don't I'm going to be special enough. That's yeah. what that is. What, yeah. No one no one understands him like I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Anna Biller kind of succeeded in what she was trying to do here. I only got it. We're having a conversation, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. We love you, Annabella. Make more movies. You've only made two. Now make more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to. If you don't, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you're, you're, you're married to an author who you no seem pressure. very happy with. So no pressure. Um, but we got to talk about Viva next. But um, I haven't seen it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it either. Um, it's very hard to find. Um, but... Griff is the male, non-magical version of Elaine. Because he's like, he's like, I'm not in love. I have sentiment and someday I'll need an heir. So I'll need a wife. Mm-hmm. But because he's literally looking at it all from a, almost a, a what's expected of him point of view. Mm-hmm. And Elaine is also because of what like Gaon put, Gaon put on her. Mm-hmm. Like every, they, and she gets her wish at the end. She gets a man that loves her exactly the way she loves him mm-hmm. which is none because she doesn't know how to love mm-hmm. because again you can't be get you can't give what you've never been given right mm-hmm. and because i was thinking about it it's like what would have happened but is that why she kills him well well ooh. so the reason why i think she kills him so well i want to go back to richard which is funny because as we said like wayne peters so oh, but for, for the non <laughs> for, for the non for the non-witchy people that are listening to uh, listening to us, uh, wane is often a word used to describe a lessening of the moon or like a waning desire, a lessening of desire. Wane means lessening, and Peter's also could mean lessening, like petering out. Oh, it's yeah, also yeah. colloquial for penis. And so the first person that she seduces in the movie is called Wayne Peters. Has so a... I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and, and then the second man that she seduces is named Richard Manning. A, Dick, a, man. A, Dick, Dick Man! Dick Man! <laughs> his name is Dick Man! He's got literally, a, his he's name got is really, Dick Man. Really, really disgusting Wait, 
Trojan cape. I want like the I want like the Trojan man music. It's like the in. ugliest so shade dumb. of non-pink. Oh. <laughs> Dick man. And then the third and it smells of cheese. There we go. <laughs> and, and then the third person that she seduces, even Griff is kind of like, you know, a 1950s like sexy man name. But it's funny because her last name is Parks and his last name is Meadows. Parks and Meadows. Aww. Isn't that cute? Uh, so Anna Biller, I think she had like more thought process into she the She was naming. watching Parks and Rec too much? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And like Trisha is another name for Patricia and she's kind of hoity and, and oh, it's kind of yeah. hoity-toity. Oh. So there. Um, and Barbara Ann, she's got us rocking and a rolling. <laughs> rocking and a rolling. Barbara Ann, ba-ba-ba-ba-bra. <laughs> And Gayen, you know, Gayen, both begin with G, and he's totally supposed to be Gerald Gardner because of his fucking facial hair and his fucking weird ass, Larry Fine hair. But um, he's got like it a also Stephen sounds Ray like Gaia. Yeah. 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 It also sounds like gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. But. Um, but it we, kind of sounds alien. And, you know? and but, so there's, there's another point where. Here's the thing Elaine's not stupid. And I think there is a secret part of her. That knows exactly what she needs. She doesn't. She doesn't know how to ask for it, but she tries to. When she's with Dick Manning, Dick Man. When she's with Richard, she tries to ask for it because when she's sedu- when 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 Trisha is in a conference in Texas, <laughs> and she's seducing Richard with dinner and wine out of the biggest wine glass I've ever seen, uh, and he's just like, uh huh, okay. Yes. This wine glass is bigger than this man's eyebrowless head. Uh, <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Um, I'm here for it, huh? I'm breaking. I shouldn't make. I know not everybody has. No, not, not everybody is Mediterranean. Not everybody has eyebrows. He's attractive in his own way. Good for him. Anyway, uh, maybe he's subconscious about his eyebrowlessness. I don't know. I don't want to be a dick, but um, but anyway. <laughs> so, but the problem is, <laughs> is that he, she actually tries. Hydration. She <laughs> actually you. tries to. Garner, like he, she tries to pull some emotional support out of him, because even though it's, you can tell it's very contrived, and she's like, "No one's ever cared about me this much, no one." And then she walks up and gets very dramatic, and that whip, ooh, that way she whips her hair around. My husband never loved me, <laughs> and oh, that hair, that hair that was. God, I love this movie. Um, I love it. He never liked me. Uh, there's so many moments where it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're like, go for the, go for the Oscar, Columbia. Yes, <laughs> Get yes. paranoid, Riff. But he's like, he never loved me. He couldn't wait to get away from me. Um, the thing about it is, even you're, though... You're kind of giving us a lot of reasons. <laughs> well, like, even, even though I, I do feel on some level that's put upon because she's trying to present herself as vulnerable so that Richard will take care of her, I do think on some level she is trying to be, for once, emotionally vulnerable with him. Mm-hmm. And on some level she's like... I really need emotional support from somebody right now. I am telling you that a man that I put my trust in did not love me and tried his damnedest to get away from me. Mm-hmm. You, as a human being, what are you going to do now? And he just goes, well, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes I think Trish wants to get away from me too yeah. and immediately starts talking about himself. She reaches out for a human moment to be emotionally supported for once in the entire movie and he lets her down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Okay, well, it's time for me to do my burlesque act. Yep. <laughs> like, and uh, you could take a moment to like talk about her the underwear that she wears when oh she's my seducing God, it's these so men. Amazing. Well, because when she when she's seducing Wayne, she's in all natural colors mm-hmm. because they're in nature. 
And then when she's seducing yeah, Richard, but... he wants a crazy, messed up, sexy girl, so she's all in black. Mm. And then when she's trying to seduce Griff, she is dressed exactly the same way that he is when they're riding the horses. Mm. I know. Yes. I know. Which I think, I mean, I think everybody's supposed to wear the same thing when they're riding horses. Like, <laughs> the long sleeve shirt and, like, the pants tucked into the boots. But it's, it just, like, the same coloring and everything. It just, right. like, somehow looks like a Lana Del Rey video. Yes. <laughs> which is another reason why I like Lana. Absolutely. No, like, I know she's so problematic. Lana Del Rey is a problematic I fan. I fucking love her. I can't. The last time I watched the movie, I texted her. I was like, why do I want to listen to Lana Del Rey? Lana Del Rey has upset me because she she messed up my um, Zodiac playlists. Mm. You, you, mm-hmm. she, I, I was confused she, by her. Because she was confused She by didn't her know own. what her own damn Zodiac no. sign was. And no. I put wrong songs on wrong playlists because of her. Yeah. But I, I could have done my own research. But, um, but I'm just saying, like, there's a lot more nuance in this movie because on the surface, yes, it's a dumb, narcissistic sociopath who is using love and sex magic to control because, frankly, Barbara and Gayan never... You, you get a sense of what they taught her when they're talking to Star and Moon. Right. Um, like a woman's they, power is her sexuality. Like, they gave... They got... Oh, we didn't get a chance to say thank you to him. But um, Oh, didn't he? Oh, okay. But... Aww. Yeah, he had... Previous, uh, Cash had previous plan. Oh, no, I'm bringing I'm bringing Fulmer here because I will tell you, he's the one who made me watch this movie to begin with. And he's listened to like multiple <laughs> podcasts you. to talk about this movie. Okay, and so right. like, I'm interested am I just, in. Am, am I just talking out of my ass or do no? I, no, do no I'm, I, make a, well, I don't think he's gonna ever say anything. Like that. <laughs> but I also am interested in like how men see this movie because I also I think I also always get turned off by movies where women get turned into well the sexy witch who's going to be the male demise you know like they're going to bring us down and kill us all or whatever I mean it's what I wanted to be when I grew up (laughs) (laughs) I kid I kid I joke but no like I feel and and, um, you know I can say this on here like I I moonlight on a phone sex site uh, when I need extra cash, and I have been doing so for like the past mm, seven years or something like that. Cool. And there are all, there's all of a sudden a, a, an abundance of witches on this site. Really. And the stuff that they put on there, which is very witches, much no witches like uh, this. Advertising. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to bring you down. <laughs> You're going to wish you had never met me. Like, like all this other are. stuff. And as a witch, I'm is like, that the I'm market? very, it's, it's it uh, that's the thing. But that's my whole thing is, is that what like the ma- the male aspect of, uh, and I say male, which I hate that word. But when I, when masculine. I think of the masculine yeah. aspect of like what they see women as like, we've already been seen as like the ruin of men mm-hmm. since like freaking Lilith and then Eve. Right. Like, right. so is that. Is that a fetish in itself, yeah. or can is I, it like you know, like I'm interested in what men think about that's this? That's an interesting. Really movie. quick, can I ask a relevant and sure. telling question? Sure. Is Sunday still your biggest day? Oh, for, for for that business or that business? Um, no, actually. Okay. Um, How did I Friday evenings and holidays are believe it or not like oh. so lonely times, right? Like it's Friday. It's and not so I much like someone just made me feel going guilty, home to so my wife or going to my girlfriend or having plans, and I don't have any. Yeah. See, once upon a time it was Sunday. It's when it was just a lot of guys who I will say like. Okay. 
they ended up in a lot of positions that are just like, okay, I'm kind of <coughs> sick. I can't really. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, like, family goes off to church. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you the number of guys that end up feeling like they're not finding themselves honestly in a church. Right. There are reasons for that, my guys. And mm-hmm. listen, if you have people who are there to talk to you, as long as you're like, as long as yeah. everyone understands what they're in for, amazing. But there is a reason, and I'm interested in this as well, about what there is in either the perspective of witchcraft or the perspective of just anything that has a community outside of the church mm-hmm. where someone finds themselves. That's the thing is like, so if you I grew up it's... in the church and then you like go away from it, that community aspect is something that you're missing. Yep. There's so a... to me, the marketing around this is you have no control. Mm. Yeah. You don't get a choice because I'm, I'm doing this. Powerful. And like even before this, like years ago, like before there was a bunch of witches and stuff on there that are going to read, they're reading and they're reading cards and stuff too. Like yeah. that's, it's not just, it's not just about sex or whatever, yeah. but, um, it was succubus. Like, mm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, suck the life out of you. Yes. I'm and and, and, I, and you're feeding me with your sexuality. And, mm. and it's to me, that's interesting because I feel like a lot of women and their sexuality, it's also a, well, I didn't have any choice, right? Mm, yeah. Like, and actually there's been a new, I was listening to NPR the other day and there's a new book about a study of women and their sexuality and the fantasies and what, and it's basically desire is what the book is about, which is basically like, what's the real desire? And then what's the meaning behind that desire yeah. versus what do people think that people desire? Mm-hmm. And they really start to dig into what women desire and, and we've had men and figured how out much since the and, and, and how much is that based on the roles that we've been put in in yeah. our lives for so long? Where it's like, oh, well, he just ripped my bodice off, and this is what, like, I didn't have a choice, right? That and that was, and that was the, and that was Little the girl, desire. That's what you're supposed to want. Yes, and that, and that was the, and that was what was was put on us. Mm-hmm. Versus, I walked in and I made him get on his knees and I made him take down it. Like, mm-hmm. what we are taught we are supposed to be is okay for us to have sexuality versus what our actual sexuality Mm -hmm. is and how so many women and their desire is based on the social constructs that we are brought up in and what we're told is okay. And there's like for us to have sexuality. There's still so little representation for that. And it's so much of it is still about like, you know, non-consensual stuff Mm -hmm. too. And think about it. Elaine is never allowed to do we know what her kinks are? Do we know if she likes being No, taught, she's doing right? everything, everything for men, all men for them. want. That, and, that yeah. she's been taught by a man that men want, mm-hmm. right? And, and also, I know I said earlier that that was like the one time she was vulnerable. No, she's vulnerable in her, as I called it, the, her Oscar scene. Now, I know it's presented very... All my life I've been tossed in the garbage. I'm always going to say it that way. But and part of me rolls my eyes and yes. I'm like, we all have, bitch. Like, all of us have been tossed in the garbage over and over and over again. Yes. Like, yes, you're so yes. right. But, but Griff doesn't understand that. Yes. But Griff doesn't yes. understand it at the same time. What? The cop doesn't understand? Weird. Mm. <laughs> all cats are beautiful. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish I could take credit for that. I saw that on a sticker in a cafe restroom in, in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> it, uh, but anyway, 
She is vulnerable. Here's the thing. Like, we can joke about how over the top the acting is. It's supposed to be over the top. She is being vulnerable with him because for a second you can see a clarity in her eyes where she literally, she drops the egg. She's like, if you would just love us for ourselves and you mm-hmm. wouldn't make us work so hard. And she trails off and she's like, and it's one of those things because it's the first sign that you see that feminine rage awakening. Because right. the thing about it is, I think we are all of a certain area. I don't know about y'all, but I have let my feminine rage out a fucking lot <laughs> because I'm an Aries. But no, because I'm, <laughs> I'm bipolar. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but here's the thing. Like a lot of us. We have our we have our collective traumas, and Lord knows I have a lot of, because I've had alcohol. Uh, I blame Fuller for this admission. Um, it's real good alcohol. It's very good alcohol. It's very good alcohol. I know it's so good. I know, right? It's because so, oh, it's my favorite. Time savoring it. it really but and I've also been I talking. The, the love witch was the best. <laughs> um, I also really like the fairy one. But, it's so um, bright. But like. Like, I've had my own, you know, sexual and relationship trauma. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, I thankfully, like, you know, Lord knows she's been demonized enough. And hell, I've I've done some of the demonizing when me and her fought because, you know, it's a Leo mom and an Aries daughter. Mm. But my mom raised me to believe that feminine rage isn't anything to be afraid of because she herself, when she was mistreated, she would rain down fire and brimstone upon the people that hurt her i wish and, i had and, a mother who modeled that for me yeah, and, me and it wasn't and it wasn't always healthy like lord knows my mom has enough she she's got sure. some toxicity that she may not have she shouldn't have maybe screamed when she did but you know what at the end of the day that's a hell she, of a lot healthier than like oh you're right she let it out mm, she let yes. it out and you know maybe she didn't do it in a healthy way maybe she should have like worked through a therapist before doing it but We're she let it out working on our shit and I yeah. was taught that it's okay to let it out when you see something when when my ex boyfriend are you listening when he told me that he asked for topless pictures of other girls when we were dating and we were not open. Fucker. Nowadays, I'd be, here's the thing. I wanted us to be open because I knew this was going to be, I knew fidelity was going to be a problem. And he said no because he didn't want me to have sex with mm-hmm. other people. Um, I actually, because you know what? I'm cool with being open because you know what? It's fucking, people are beautiful. People yeah. are beautiful and kissing yeah. is fun. Um, but, <laughs> but. So like, but, but I, I screamed at him. I, I was very, I didn't scream at him, but I was very poignant in my anger. I let that feminine rage out when my, my other ex, when things, that was a whole list of trauma that I can't get into with this, with this episode. Cause this is a fun, happy episode. I let that out. I let out all of this feminine rage, um, with fuck buddies that I've had. I've let out feminine rage with my therapist. I have screamed at circles. Mm-hmm. Y'all have heard my feminine rage, which mm-hmm. was probably not the most appropriate place to do it, but I did it. Whatever, and that's the not perfect place. To do it. <laughs> that perfect place. But mm-hmm. I've lived out of my feminine rage. I've seen you let out rage. Yes. I, you're a Leo, so I assume. Uh, I let out a lot of rage <laughs> with, my, with my abusive ex husband. Yes, um, yes. And I was called abusive. Mm. Listen, if Ursula has a moment to like go for someone on their behalf, it's okay. They're this dead. Is why we they didn't need to Sorry, but the thing is, I, I, I've, I've, I've always my whole life worshipped at the feet of Julia Sugarbaker. Ah! Like, I, I think it's 
Even I, though she's a little swerfy. Well, no, she's she's way problematic. Let's, yeah, let's she's a little swerfy. A little swerfy. She she wouldn't think from the eighties. She wouldn't like us for a reason. But she is one of the people and one of the characters. I which I should say. That formed who I became yes. as I was growing up. And that's but, the night that the lights But out. what I loved about her was <laughs> she would get mad. Like, yes. you would see the anger. But she had all of the right freaking Energy. words. Yep. She was yeah. so articulate. Yep. And she was one of those people that I learned, oh, you could cut a bitch yeah. real deep mm-hmm. with just a few sentences. Listen, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I was raised by a, a parent who... Communicated that to me very, yeah. very, very early. So yeah. that's a that's something that I have innately that I try to keep well, under wraps. One thing that I know because I when s- you do it, when you do yeah. it for real, it's it's then you're like, oh, like you realize that yeah. power, and then yes. and then you immediately yeah. regret it. Right? See, what yes. I realized from my mom was when you start to realize that there are certain words people avoid because they are terrified that you'll hear it and go, "That's you, bro." Yeah, yeah. My mom will reserve for the most part any comment like that. But the minute that you have decided to abandon respect for anyone in that room, okay, we're going to say the things that you have decided you don't want anyone to bring up. Yes. That yeah. shit's coming to light today. Yeah. Like, like you know off. exactly yeah. the daggers and yeah. where they need to go. It's that back pocket It's what about, it's, mm-hmm. it's about what they don't show you, what they don't want you to think about when you're looking at them. No, yes. it's like it's an innate, horrible, horrible talent to be able to cut somebody down to the quick. Yep. Yeah. It's... It, it can be, it is, a, it is a dark talent. It can be useful at times. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, on some level, I don't know why I relate to Elaine. Because it's obvious that she never had a maternal feminine figure in her life. The closest she had was Barbara, who she can't trust innately because mm-hmm. she is um, in a relationship with her abuser. I don't know why. I Maybe it's because, like, there was times, I say that I had, like, a good role model with the feminine range. I've quelled it a lot. Yeah. And it wasn't always with internalized misogyny. It was more of like a Pisces rising uh, innate need to people please. There was no sign with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for, for the, the viewers who aren't watching. I, I'm, I'm being very kawaii <laughs> right now, as, as the Gen Zs would say. Um, but, like, I, like I, I've, people, I've people pleased. And there has been times where I will emotionally support a man who is not emotionally supporting me. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that eventually it will come out. and It gets old. And, yeah. and the feminine rage does come out. The problem, but it, I do let it come out when it needs to come out. Elaine, in her entire life, has never let the feminine rage come out. It's implied that maybe she did with Jerry. Maybe. She did with Griff at the end. She did with Griff, and that's the thing. If she would have just said... To Jerry, hey, fucker, you clean the house. Mm-hmm. You brush your hair. It looks like a goddamn mop on your head. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm Samantha Robinson. I'm really fucking hot. Do you know you what you yourself. Yes. And she would have said to her dad, fuck you if I'm crazy. It's genetic and I got it from you. If She would have said, hey, Gayen, that initiation, it was bullshit. And I'm going to light your ass on fire mm. and tell everybody in this goddamn uh, coven. And, and I'm not trying to be like victim shaming. Like, this is what she should have done. No. But she felt like she couldn't. Yeah. Like, she, 
you see that in her face when she like scowls every time she's he's near her. Like she wants to say something like get away well, from but me. But that's what and, abuse does. It makes mm. you question your own judgment yes. and your own judgment about You're yourself. To say and so out loud. it's like you might have all this rage and you might have all these feelings, but you also have been gaslighted to the point of like, are these feelings even Right. Real. Exactly. Like, are they even no... Do I even deserve to feel this way? And she you... had no outlet for that feminine rage. And then it, and she tried. She was like, if you would just love us for ourselves and don't make us work so damn hard. Mm-hmm. And all he says, and this is the first time she's actually being vulnerable with him. This is the first time where it's not like... Because um, here's the thing. Here's the other thing about Elaine. She is awkward. She is not this sexy sex goddess. No. she's Because no. remember when he's like, you're my girl until I, t- and nobody can tell me otherwise. And she's trying to be cute. And she goes, except me. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> and she's like, uh, nothing. Because she's awkward. She's right. an inherent. Everything that she does is very played. It's very mm-hmm. rehearsed. Right. Like what I did with this conversation in the car. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I rehearsed. I'm, a, I'm Catholic. I rehearsed, I rehearsed things by rote. Um, <laughs> but... But the one time that she's vulnerable with him and she's like, just, you make us work so hard for your love. And he does. He admits that he does. Like he says, sometimes when they try to love you more, it just, it it just gets really hard to care. Like he admits that he's more than happy to let them work hard for his love. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't Elaine, if, if it wasn't Elaine... Who else was his love interest? It was that one girl, which, by the way, Anna Biller, I love you. You could have used a little bit more BIPOC people in that movie. Just a little yeah, bit more. Because yeah. uh, um, one of the well, characters and that's, that's a statement in itself. About 70s films. That's uh, fair. Well, not just or about not 70s films, but about, like... Witchcraft. Wi- and, yeah. Well, yeah. witchcraft and women with having their own power. Um, like, it's... First of all, she can't speak to that. Yeah, right. True, but also she like, is part. I want to say she is if part Japanese. Elaine part was black, Caucasian. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Would she have put up with the shit that she put up with? Right. I right. mean, again, or, depending on her you know, upbringing. Yeah. But yeah, it, but it, 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 to me, it would be interesting to see the the other, like another take on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, no, there's it's yeah. definitely to me. It also like it erases anyone who's magical. Yeah. In any sort of scene that is a person of color, period. Yeah. In this movie. And that's absolutely not true. Yeah. <laughs> true. But yeah. Or but just doesn't look like a perfect sixties pinup. Yeah. Right. But there's right. but that one cop who is Griff's subordinate, he starts the movie off as a cop, but then he gets promoted and makes detective. Right. And there's another cop who is constantly flirting with him and he's flirting back oh, with her. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. his subordinate. If it wasn't Elaine, it would have like, been her. He's like, how about you give me a cup of coffee? And yeah. she's like, why don't you try me sometime? I'd just do that or something. Like, like if, if not Elaine, he was going to, let's be honest, take advantage of his subordinate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And... Um, and then again, the the other VIPOC, VIPs, the BIPOC. Why did you give me these? Oh, thank you, BIPOC. Um, the other character, um, he's the one, the voice of reason that gets punched, and the worst punch ever. Get off my back. So best part of the movie, right? That's so funny. I love that stupid punch. But but she, but she's. But she's trying to be vulnerable with him, and he is not allowing it. He says, I'm sorry, Elaine, it's not going to work this time. Now, on some level, it's like, okay, he's not allowing her to be vulnerable because he doesn't want her to be. Mm-hmm. Because he's already made up in her his mind. But he's already like her. 
Yes. Right. And yes. also, it could be a little bit like the boy who cried wolf sort of thing. Like, yeah. she's she's feigned vulnerability so many times that at the point that she is vulnerable, right. nobody believes her. Um, but yeah, and so I just feel like if she had felt safe enough to let out that feminine rage at Jerry, at her dad, at Gayen, at maybe even Wayne Peters, it's like, hey, dude, I want to be cuddled too. Flip the fuck over and hold me while right? I cry. Yeah. Or like Richard, it's like... It's, it's like, hey, do you want to talk to me about my fantasies? Because we're only talking about yours. Okay, back to the last <laughs> scene. Why did the flip happen? The flip happened. Because, and this is, the, this is the big crux of the movie. Is magic real in this movie? Or is this all in her head? I think, on some level, magic is real in this movie. Because you could argue, she is, is she really casting the spell when you know, it zooms in on her eyes? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sphinx! and she hypnotizes all these men. Um, is she actually magical, or is she just really pretty, and these men are taken in by a pretty face? I think magic is real, because she does cast a spell where she says, uh, goddess, bring me a man that will love me the yeah. way I love him. And you know what? Griff does love her the way she loves him, which is completely superficial and not real. But then, while she's like, after she almost kills Trish because okay can I just say Trish is weird don't try on other people's underwear don't try on their wigs I'm sorry Trish but I know you want to touch other people's props I'm sorry Trish I know your husband died but don't try on other people's underwear but aesthetically one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is when she's just in the wig cap with all (laughs) of the makeup (laughs) I do love I love it she's like you'll burn and then she storms out of the house in Elaine's underwear I'm like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you just leaving the house in the underwear? Yeah. Or are you going to have like a little self-aware moment at the bottom of the stairs? And like, oh, shit. I should oh, probably put on a robe. Uh, or did you storm into the police office with the wig cap and the <laughs> underwear on? <laughs> but so, and you know, she's lying back. And while Trish is like reporting her to the police, she's having this, um, this, this uh, ritual with the coven that I guess she's a part of now because it's been implied that she's not a part of the coven because every time they're doing a ritual, she's sitting off to the side yeah. and not doing anything. But I guess she's part of the coven now. I don't know. Um, she's like laying down, wrapped in white. And Barbara, the high priestess, is going like... And she does this whole... And every time... Also, every time they say, um, Blessed be Mariah, the, the 1950s <laughs> movie lover in me always goes, they call the wind yep. Mariah. <laughs> Gen Z won't get that. Um, when, when millennials Mariah, will barely get that. When Mariah Carey first came out, I remember my parents singing that. I was like, they what are you talking about? I love that movie, unironically. But um, she's lying down and Barbara's doing the whole spell where she says, even, um, she's like, buying these two with a head, I've seen this movie so many times, with a heady lover's brew, and even if they should try to flee, they'll cling to each other for eternity. Mm. And so, Elaine has her little Oscar moment, and she's like, oh my life, I just, because I really like saying this line, oh my life, I've been tossed in the garbage. As God <laughs> is my witness, I will never go hungry again. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. And she, and so then, then delayed reaction girl, a.k.a. brunette waitress, goes, Ah, that's the witch who killed the yep. teacher! Which really <laughs> delayed reaction. I'm sorry. She literally just spouted, you let her spout out her entire plan, her villain monologue, and you waited another beat before saying, That's the witch who killed the teacher! 
delayed reaction girl. Uh, Not a very good superhero. I'm, it's fine. Um, but then they're all like, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Right. The worst sign of the cross ever. Because I'm Catholic and I look at that shit. That's more of a genuine fuck. By the <laughs> And genuine fuck. I do love that that guy who's all like, those witches again. I'm... Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. I love him because he he was given maybe two days of script, like maybe two shoot days. And he was like, this is the only film I'm credit I'll ever have. I'm looking it forever. <laughs> And the last shot of him is just going, ah! <laughs> I didn't get to molest the witch! Because I guess now the way you burn a witch is... Raping her? Raping her yeah. in a bar? That was weird. I that was awesome. That. That was in the witch. No. That was the one part where I was like, Annabelle, why? Why, Annabelle? I'm sure there's a nuanced reason behind it. But maybe on my 120th watch, I'll understand the nuance behind it. But right now, I'm just still on the vulnerability. So still. But, um... So he's she's about to get raped by bar patrons because raping is the same as burning. That's weird. Oh, I don't like that. And, and Griff comes to the rescue. And Griff comes to the rescue and he gets punched. And they're back at her apartment. And once again, she, the one who was almost raped, Tries the one who was him. almost killed, not seduce, emotionally supports him with the whole poor baby. Right. Poor, yes, he got punched. Yes, that sucks. She almost got raped. Yeah. And I'm then sorry, he stares wanted, a hole through her. And he just stares a hole through her. And he is giving her, in her mind, no emotional support, no emotional validation. And he is being just as distant as her father, as Jerry. And I guess as Gay and, Gay and wasn't really distant. No. He should have been more distant. That yep. was the problem. Um, and she's like, and then wait, she, and sore. And then she, she gets by, she, t she stands away from him and she has to turn away and she looks at the rose because she, the rose is supposed to represent her like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stay in my little bubble. I'm gonna, it's like everything's okay. He's not mad at me. He still loves me. Mm -hmm. and I'm still in my beautiful little Stepford Wives 1970 pastiche Technicolor world. And then he lays back on the bed. He doesn't leave. Mm -hmm. Not only has he shown his visceral disgust with her, but he's not so disgusted that he's not ready to use her body the way every man in this movie has used her body. And that is just a hair too far for all her. Right, and all she's right. all like, well, the card said three, three of swords. <laughs> bump, bump, bump. I'm in happy La La Land now. <laughs> and, and now, like, we're, I'm on a white horse and he's leading me through a meadow. It was so What a weird movie that killing your abuser would make you cathartic and yeah. euphoric maybe like he wasn't really i don't i don't want to call him like an abuser but the fact that he is so ready to show her visceral disgust on his face but he's still happy to use her body yeah i'm still gonna arrest yeah. you i'm still disgusted with you but it's cool if we still fuck it's we can still fuck though right you want some fuck <laughs> don't remember that i would like to know what i want no fuck from you sir do you want you want some hey babe you None. you want some fuck not a one you want some fuck no fuck <laughs> <laughs> and that is what pushed her over the edge. The fact that while she's offering him emotional support, like she has done to every man in her life, while she's doing that and getting no emotional support for herself, even though she just went through something fairly traumatic, he shows her visceral disgust, but he's still happy to fuck her. Fuck her. And that uh, pushes so her over the edge. I guess that's what I'm thinking about. Like, when I see her, I don't see her really offering emotional support. I see it's her the, playing the, the character of someone it's who, is, who is acting like they are giving emotional support, 
But she's usually like dead eye looking across the room. Poor baby. But she doesn't know any different. This mm. is not. She's you know, never been I'm offered. So sorry, this she's is hard. That's that, that's so, the only. But it's like she's not actually present. So to me, it's like some of her own like dead inside is causing the reciprocation that she is expecting and not getting 100 she's dead inside she's but who not actually her? getting anything herself it's one thing if she like actually was really looking someone like oh, i'm so sorry let me help you let mm-hmm. me do something but she's like no i'm just going through the motions it's, i'm just saying the words at least she's like, going through the motions what, yeah. he's not doing anything for her yeah. that's yeah. what's been modeled for her she doesn't understand what like if she's dead inside are. who killed her yeah mm-hmm. i will say like one of the things that I did not realize this for the longest time as I was going through like a variety of different theater experiences, school, a degree for it, all of it, was the number of times where I had particularly men who were directing me and just going, I just, I just don't see what I, I don't see what I think that she's going through. And the thing was, I had a teacher who the best grades I got in two years, two years of taking this man's class, the best grades I got were any time I was tired exhausted mm. and cried probably because I was stressed more than anything else like regardless of whatever the scene was gorgeous hard he because only of gave... well because of what he thought she should be going through exactly yeah. and not the... actually what maybe a woman thought that she That's should be more going through exactly. about him. and yes. so like the behavior that she's got in this movie of just like what is acceptable what keeps me close to somebody is mm-hmm. showing nothing Mm-hmm. And that's and trying just yeah. being exactly what they want yeah. has because, nothing to do with yeah. yeah. And in in person when I was off stage like vibrant dynamic blah 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 they're just like you're just so fun oh my god and then like on stage I'm just like yeah what's actually happening to this person is this this and this as far as I can tell and what I'm getting from the other person is this this mm-hmm. and this you're not gonna see that because that's not what's going on yeah when I am outside of this and I feel comfortable with you I feel like I can play all of that kind of thing like then yeah I'm going to be more dynamic more vibrant whatever you wanting that from me on command Mm. I understand you were brought up to think that theatrically you should be able to say I want this feeling and then you you somehow and you get the what's in your head version. But yes. for some reason, when I'm out and about, and I give you real feeling and really real emotion, real like any vibrance from me, suddenly you go, oh, it's it's too real, it's too it's too this, too that. It is a bother. Mm-hmm. It isn't what I wanted. Right. If you are discouraging that outside of this, and you suddenly want me to do that for a hundred whatever people. Guess what? You're not going to fucking get it. So she knows that no emotional safety is there beyond her just being there and pretty. And when it breaks, it's a lapse. It's mm-hmm. something that just everyone there is just like, I don't understand what happened. I was like, fuck it. I do. That is yeah. <laughs> very clear to me. All, all I know is that we'll never stab our, our prospective lovers or husbands or whatever in the in the heart because no. we have let the feminine rage out. Oh, sure. there you go. We have let it out. You've seen this. So fully you're safe. No one is stabbing you in the heart. We brought you in this conversation yes, 45 minutes ago. Yes. yes. So fuller. I want to I hear what you guys say about a man watching a sexy lady dance and then stab people. Um, There's more to it. <laughs> the funny thing is, so to me, when I watch a movie, I like to see, or the ones that stay with me are ones where I've seen something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
I've never seen someone pee into a jar before. <laughs> I've Did never you grow up here. Yes, I've never <laughs> seen somebody put a used tampon into a glass bottle. Yes. 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 But the funny thing is, it's like then it's it's almost like the director's like most men have never seen a tampon before. And I was like, yes, that's yep. correct. Yes. Unless they until they've seen this movie. Um, yeah. I love the ones that look. Funny. I've Were never seen me like. Looking sideways at me, like, do you do this when I don't look at you? <laughs> <laughs> around? These are the spells, right? <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite TikToks are the ones of men going, like, a left and a right tampon. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else is different oh, about them? Uh, who like kind of like paint on like a layer of gelatin on their skin while they're like a guy their their boyfriend is like vaguely aware of it and they're like ladies during that time of the month you just gotta remember you can just go ahead and peel it and you need to eat it it." so it's like they're peeling their skin off and eating it and you just watch these men in the back go what is that what shedding skin is? Did my mom do that? (laughs) There is such a really good Twitter thread about like stuff that that men didn't understand. It's like, I don't under, or somebody's boyfriend was like, I don't understand why you don't just like push it all out on the first day. Well, and here's like, like, I have control over this. I would if I could. Oh my God. I totally would. The other end of it is like, the amount of accessorizing (laughs) for hygiene that women kind of have to do is very different like in living with men at all like what i've ever learned about what is a basic necessity and just like regular hygiene stuff it's just very very different Mm -hmm. and the expectations of what hygiene should mean for a woman are so vastly different yeah and the men that i've seen that are more groomed that becomes like this this choice rather than what it takes for me to be okay to function in the world this is for me like i feel better this way Whereas any like woman who's taking the just long, long road of doing everything that they can to kind of be accepted. Mm-hmm. That that euphoria four AM routine that she does. Oh my god. I that's or, that's right, Gen Z. Or just like every morning on um Mrs. Maisel. Right? Oh, like, oh, she would, like wake up and like she take out her curlers up. and do her makeup to lay back down in bed. Oh, I just woke up. Or going like, in and like getting the nightgown on like well after you've taken off like the bustier and the corset yes. and welts and just yes. like. I love the the first episode of that where she's on, um, like, she's out of the rain and she's on stage and doing her little bit. And she was like, can you believe that he doesn't appreciate this? She was like, oh, wait, well, my, my face is kind of a mess. So don't look at this. And I'm kind of bloated. So don't look at this. Here, look at this. And it's like, you're fucking magical. Like, everything she's about you. Like, yes. I love it. I entirely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, this okay. is what happens. The only thing I was saying I wanted to mention is that like there's some overcoming how you're educated and so you know like being a white man from the south who was educated you know in and around georgia and florida like um part of what i've been overcoming lately is like oh um you know uh, your great heroes are robert e lee and like mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. south and stuff like mm-hmm. that and you're like oh yeah actually that's not actually not how cool. things happened but you know like we, this is the school system you're brought up in. And so <laughs> there's that, but then, hasn't been totally you know, like if you see down. interviews online or like how many people think you can't pee if you have a tampon in or yes. whatever, because like they don't understand, like no one ever educated them. Mm-hmm. And so being able to overcome that and like, hey, can I have women who are friends who are not 
you know, like I'm not sexually involved with, yeah. so I can learn more about the world. Yeah. And like, oh, I can meet black people and learn like, you know, their world. I can meet women and learn their world. Like, okay, you know, just starting to understand that there are all these people around me that are fully people like I am. And I have a lot to fucking learn yes. and just to shut up and listen. Yeah. Well, and more than anything, too, like the amount of um, resistance that people have been given to be seen as people. Mm. Like that that blew my mind growing up because I grew up with a lot of kids who came from homes with parents who were not married um, or with homes where when I was very little, I didn't realize this until much later, there were a lot of sex workers in the apartment complex where I grew up. Mm. Oh, cool. Yes, but also oh, sorry. Under the, <laughs> I'm drunk. But also un, under the circumstances, these kids didn't understand what was going on. Okay, a lot of behaviors that were not okay. Oh, because this is I mean, this is early '90s. Like oh. this is very different. I'm in 2023 um, mindset of sex. Work yeah, right I know now. exactly. Sorry. Like this is very different. Um, this was dangerous. This was not only oh, not only yeah. fans. No, yeah. um, not the not the safety. There of your were own. bringing yeah. strange people into your house when yeah. you have children. Yeah, yeah. just really. Interesting. Um, but you also had a lot of families that um, that did come from a variety of different, um, both like racial and cultural backgrounds there. And just, I grew up with a bunch of different apartments that smelled very weird. Um, mm-hmm. Just like all the shit that was getting cooked in these apartments was absolutely fucking magical. Um, and most of it later on, you get told like, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird. I was like, what mm. the shit's normal to you people? Yeah. That is the, what, what is exciting? Video games, really? I'm too poor to afford a console. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, like, all of this was something that seemed weird to me in how many <clears throat> rules were made up to be resistant to people being recognized as human. And for me, it took forever for me to realize how well I adjusted into the expectations of the, these are the narrow ways in which we will accept you being this kind of important, mm-hmm. this kind of significant, this kind of worth of att- worthy of attention. And later in life, and we were talking a little bit earlier about women who are like later in life being diagnosed with ADHD, mm-hmm. who at a certain point in your life, masking becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh and God. you just can't anymore. And suddenly everyone's like, you're just kind of falling apart. I'm just like, let me tell you. You, this is tell you how long I've been falling apart. I just I, didn't show anybody. The check engine yes. has been the check engine light has been on since I was fifteen. Yep. You dick. <laughs> and when you see this movie as a point of view of a traumatized person, possibly neurodivergent, because again, there's that awkward thing of there's like also like no empathy. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's weird. Again, you can't you can't give what you've never been given. Um, right. but. Or taught. Yeah. Or taught. And, but, because, again, she knows, she she has mapped out what she is supposed to say, like, in any given situation. But then when she tries to improvise and be Poor cute. Baby. when she Or, like, he's like, except me. And he's like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't, like, she, when she doesn't, she's been masking so long to hide this trauma and eventually the mask slips, and she stabs a guy in the heart three times. Uh, no, that doesn't usually like happen you when you do. let the mask slip. Like, no, usually it's like Glenn Close was trying, like you right. know, was doing it. Like, oh god, it's usually way <laughs> more than that, you know. But are we yes. talking Dalmatians or bunnies? <laughs> either, okay. either way, it's either a hamster or puppies. Either one's not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but so Fuller, as a gentleman, 
Uh, Ursula said, I, I keep, for some reason. I don't know what that, I'm, no, I'm trying to place what that voice it's, was. It's because I've been doing this thing lately, because I, I was kind of inspired by Tallulah, a friend of ours, because um, she said it this way once, and you know how in, like, Little Red Hot Riding Hood, the old cartoon where she's, like, dancing in, like, the... Oh, the, like, oh, yeah, with the wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the wolf yeah. is, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then there's, like, her grandmother is, like, chasing the wolf mm-hmm. and goes, a man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so lately I've been yeah. saying man that way. So I'm not saying man, I'm saying a gentleman. Yeah, uh, but that's much more, that's like Margaret Thatcher. Gentleman, oh God. <laughs> it is, I just watched The Crown, I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to say, oh, what? It's Jillian Margaret Anderson, Thatcher. you're fine, you're fine. Jillian Anderson oh, doing what? Margaret Thatcher. She was so good. So good, but, yeah. That's fine. Um, but as, as, a, as a man, gentleman. Uh, as a man, because <laughs> I'm going to say that now because I don't want to be compared to Margaret Thatcher. <gasps> Jillian Anderson, Jillian Anderson. So like, well, the thing about it is, it's like you are an uh, emotionally mature man. That's right. Uh, we believe. We believe. Like you, you you've given us no re- I can, You've given us yes. I, But you're also, you know, you've been with, you know, partners who have not quelled their feminine rage. Excellent. Um, <laughs> but like, what's, what's, what's your reaction to like this woman who's clearly masking trauma, who is literally trying to like so hard be this perceived fantasy that's sure. I don't want to say did like you even see it that way like how did you, how did you see Elaine I know you, well my take is you laugh first watching this movie oh, I mean funny. we all yeah. did yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. it's fucking hilarious yeah. yes. it's so weird it's a weird little well, movie I, yeah it, I, there are layers right and so you are seeing it and you're seeing this woman who is uh, obviously taking her power of like I want this shit to happen and it starts to happen right yeah um, and so there's that but then the, she's also dealing with her own trauma right mm-hmm. and so there are several different layers where you're like okay yay for you taking your power but I'm sorry you're dealing with these things <laughs> <laughs> and you're also taken out by murdering people maybe, maybe um, they're not great maybe yeah. therapy and shadow work would be better than yeah. sex and love magic <laughs> maybe like that's that's the real takeaway <laughs> No. Well, I mean, it's like the, the baseline is she thinks that love is going to complete her. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like every little girl who was brought up yes. to, to think that, that her wedding yes. day is going to be the best day of her life and mm. she will only be fulfilled if she has a husband and children. A man. Y'all ain't going to yes. remember that wedding day. <laughs> Listen, y'all ain't going to remember that wedding day. No one does. It is a fucking blur. It's not the best day of your life. I plan to be, if I, if I ever trick somebody into loving me enough to marry me, I am going to be so goddamn drunk that whole damn day. It better be a nice day. You'll, you'll be a, you'll be a a bride's person. And it's funny because I truly believe that you need to get married more than once because of those reasons. One is because I think some of it is when you get married. You get a rehearsal. It's, yeah, but I mean, some of it is like, I really didn't feel like I started to 100% know myself and also be working on my issues until I was in my 40s. Mm. I actually didn't get married until after I was 30. My dad said he would not pay for a wedding if I got married before I was 30. Because before you're 30, he was like, neither of you are going to know yourselves. You know well what? enough I to really get married. Love that. That's a great and, dad. And um, well, oh, sorry. I'm gonna say my dad. Well, no, no, no. My dad's anything. great, but 
He's been married like five times, so he should fucking know, right? My daddy was married three times. Here's to the daddies who kept trying really hard to get it right. Or who have, like, you know, codependency issues. Yeah, but... um, Before the days of polyamory. So... (laughs) I could talk a lot about why I didn't tell him I was poly for a long time. Um, No, but... That's a different I feel like, since we're talking about our wedding days or whatever, sure, it's a blur. Like, there's so much that happens. But also, I feel like that first time that you do it, it's not really about you and the other person. And that's one thing that I would say is if I could do it all over again, it would be about me and the person that I'm with. And fuck what anybody else there thought. And that's why I love Because I, like... To me, that's the like I that's the day that you are actually making these promises to each other, mm-hmm. right. and I don't even remember what was said. No, like in those moments because I was so worried about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now like if I were to do it again, it'd be more about like no, this is really about us, and whoever wants to be along for the ride, that's great, yeah. and whoever doesn't doesn't, and and but then also. I would probably do more acts of service for the people who came to my wedding mm-hmm. than just try to say hi to every single mm-hmm. person. Oh, God. And, yeah. you know, I feel like if I had done acts of service for the people who took the time out to be in my wedding you and to come to my wedding, more. I probably would have remembered mm-hmm. my interactions with everybody a lot more than I did. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's a blur. You know, that's the one thing I keep like, so I was just in one friend's wedding and now I'm going to be in another friend's wedding and, you know, they both had maids of honors Mm. and, you know, those, those, well, one of them is going to be a matron of honor. I I hate the distinction. It's, it's, it's the best bitch. That's what we call it. And my family, we call it the best bitch because we're white trash as fuck. That's a, that's a, that's a problematic (laughs) term. I apologize. Um, We're redneck as hell. Redneck better than white trash? We're class. Well, actually, ooh, if you want to get into the political ramifications of the term. You know what? It's already 1030. That's fair. No, I don't get into the political ramifications of why redneck is actually white progressive. Three hours since we started this thing. But I'm sorry. But, um, uh, no, but the best bitch. Um, Not so much. Like the the best bitch and uh, the the sister of the bride. Like she was, she's one of the, she's the girl that I've been friends. I've had I have a friend who's who's my oldest friend. He's a dude, but my second oldest friend is a girl. Not is whose wedding I was in, and she, her sister, she's like an MC professionally. Mm-hmm. Like oh. she works for event entertainment sort of deal. And so her whole thing is making sure that everyone's having fun. Mm-hmm. So her whole thing was making sure that Maureen and everybody else was having fun. Now, this other girl that's getting married, Justine, um, yeah, she's getting married. Uh, but her sister, her older sister is her matron of honor. And her older sister is very much like, she's done this before. She, she's all like, do not bother Justine with any of, 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 of y'all's business. Leave the drama at the door. I'm like, that's fine because the whole thing is... I feel like there's always the whole thing. It's like, everything's about the bride and the groom. Mm-hmm. We're all making sure that they're having the best day. Meanwhile, the bride and groom are, are worried to hell that no one's having a good time. Right. Yeah. So There's it, a disconnect. <laughs> like, that's another thing. I wish some of us would mask a little bit more. Like, even if, even if the food's not great, even if you don't like the DJ, just say, this is the most beautiful wedding I've ever been to, and leave it alone. Listen, like, were, you lie. Were, you lie right. 
very well. My, <laughs> my mom invited the principal of my first elementary school. By the way, went to seven different schools. Seven. <laughs> oh, she invited the principal. I don't remember this woman. <laughs> I don't know why she was there. She signed my guest book. I couldn't have picked her out of a lineup. No idea. She invited everyone. I had fights over flowers I had never discussed before. Mm. The, the wedding that is there so much for the family, recognize that. Recognize that there are people who want to be involved. Mm. Great. But what Ursula was saying as far as like the 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 day of like really acknowledging like this is what's important to us and making sure that that is, that is a relationship that is not exclusively important to the community that you're in. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I mean, going back to Lovewitch, like the idea of what a relationship should be, quote marks, um, mm-hmm. like and what everyone else should find acceptable versus what is genuinely you, what is genuinely loving and caring to you. And, and being authentic able to and find vulnerable that. and all those yeah. things that you you know she obviously could not be no, in any she'd, situation. She'd never yes. been in that situation. Yeah. She couldn't. Yeah. And every time she tried to be, it was always, it's one of those things, it's, it's like that meme where it's like a, a little amorphous blob in a box. It's like, I guess I'm going to try to get out of my box a little bit. And then someone punches it and it gets back into the box and then the box is like reinforced <laughs> even thicker. Yeah. That's, that's Elaine. Never again. But I got to say though, Ursula, I do, like you, you did bring up a lot of good points about like, you know, how the love and sex magic thing were all about control. Mm-hmm. Like you brought me, you brought up a lot of good points that I have to think about. I still love this movie though. Sure. I can't, it's, Honestly, at the end of the day, it's so goddamn pretty. It's such a pretty movie. It's a, it's a beautiful movie <laughs> beautiful. to watch. Um, it's super technicolor. It's incredibly you know, entertaining. And only it's so in a, rippable. It's the only way they can do now versus even in the 70s because it would not have been this pretty and this colorful or whatever. But, yeah, to me, I think also just an issue that I have in general, it's just kind of slow. It in some ways, for me, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of the slow whole Ren Fair, like the oh, musical yeah. number. But then and... a lot of the movies at that time period – we're kind of slow. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And so like, it, it's, it, it definitely yeah. tracks, okay. but it's just not one that I would sit there like, and watch over and over one again. One thing that I love that <laughs> it's, it's kind of like yes. very indicative of that time period, mm-hmm. the trailer. Have you? Oh. Yes. The trailer like shows every single scene. It shows the first scene. It shows the very last scene. Like, and it's just this rambling sort of. You can't tell what's going on. It's like three minutes long. Like, it's like I, the trailer for Faster Pussycat. You're like, what exactly. the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> yes. Well, well you, or like um, when Tarantino and Rodriguez did the um, was it the Planet Terror and oh yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the Grindhouse yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. Where some lady has yeah. a. A machine gun for a leg? Yes. yes. Do I remember that right? I believe okay. that's Rose McGowan. Is that yeah. the same movie where a car kills people? Uh, Death no. Proof. That's Death okay. Proof. I can't yes. with that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. It's double header. Death yes. Proof and what was the name of it? Planet Terror and Death Proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I but can't. they had like the Grindhouse um, right. uh, commercials, the like trailers in between them and stuff. I, I, It's kind of funny because I, I can't remember the trailer. I can't remember the trailer of this movie. Whenever look I it watch, up when you get home. But whenever I watch the movie, I can tell which scenes were used for the trailer. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. it's one of those yeah, like, yeah. it's like that scene where Laura Dern hams it up in the Jurassic Park movie, where it's like, oh, we know what shot was used for the trailer. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> brachiosauruses, <laughs> not brontosauruses, because those things are real. Right, right. I thought it was brontosauruses when I was. No, little, apparently it's a patosaurus. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, I 
I will say if a recommendation for Ursula and people who have the same opinion as Ursula, because there's a lot of people that share this opinion. Oh, absolutely. A lot of our friends share this opinion. Tallulah comes to mind. Trudy, uh, Trudels come to mind. Like, a lot of people These come to mind. A lot of people around my age. <laughs> yes. and, then, and, and then me and Captain are like, just give it a Let chance. It. Well, I think, I think a difference is, like, I think to a degree, like, you and I just look at something and go, this is fucking beautiful. Yay. And then there's, well, like. It's also riffable. And that's what I love also it. also producers. They look at that and they go, fucking, why would you spend all this time on this? Like, what's important to them is different. And the amount of work that you put into it to make that is very particular. If Anna Biller is not a Taurus, I will eat my <laughs> shoe and the foot to go with it because of all the aesthetics. Is it okay, that's like the perfect line to wrap this yeah. up right but, there. But, <laughs> but I do, I do want to say, though, for my friends who did it, because you know this movie's not gonna hit for everybody, and that's fine. This movie isn't for everybody. Most movies aren't for everybody. I will say, if you want something that's a bit more, I hate to say this word like properly feminist, like it's because I more here's, here's the thing: this movie is feminist, but it's a feminist that you have to sit and think about. And that can be annoying sometimes. One of the reviews that I was watching was like, it's like feminist, conflicted feminist. Like, it, it's, 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 it's a parody? It, it's, pastiche? It, it is. But if, it, if you want something that's very 70s. It's a thinker. And very pretty, but also very like, the, 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 the message is clear, in my opinion at mm-hmm. least. Um, I believe it's called Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. Or Jack's wife. I think when it was originally released, it was it's because it's from oh god Romero. It's a George Romero movie. Oh okay. And it's called Season of the Witch. And I I would again eat my shoe in the foot to go with it if Anna Biller was not somewhat inspired by this movie. But I think you should try that movie out if you didn't like Love Witch. Okay. So mm. she was born October nineteenth. Still ruled. She's still ruled by Venus. Yes. That's fair. I bet that barely. Mm. I mean, Libra Ill. makes sense. Libra does. I mean, Libra, Taurus, both ruled by Venus, both horny. True. My, my daddy was. One's a little more. My daddy was a Taurus. Yeah. So and, Libra, yeah, I mean. we, we end up back where we started, where yeah. this is a horny as hell movie. Yeah. It's so horny. 100%. <laughs> and so, but you know, it's funny whenever I write articles and I, I did the articles like, what pop culture witch or what witch movie should you watch based on your sign? Uh, this movie always gets Taurus because there's always there's so much food in this movie too. <laughs> so much food. Well, because that's there's the other so way to a man's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the as, an, as an Aries, I, as an Aries, I know the true way to a man's heart through the third and fourth rib. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, that. is where we cut. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right.